Grand Canyon University is Arizona's premier private Christian university committed to providing next-generation education. GCU offers over 200 academic programs, many in high-demand fields across nine colleges. We keep our rigorous curriculum relevant by partnering with industry leaders and advisory boards. Earn your degree online, in the evening, or on our vibrant Phoenix campus. Find your purpose at GCU, where advanced technologies drive education. Private, Christian, affordable, nonprofit. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to Real American Wrestling here on Exit 92 Radio. You're not only here with the Big Bad Boo Bear, but you are here with Happy the Motherfucking Clown tonight on Exit 92. Happy, you want to say hello? What's up? Yes, sir. Happy the Motherfucking Clown is with us here tonight to talk some wrestling. Uh, <laughs> but first off, you know, before we get started, today is the 23rd anniversary of Andre the Giant's passing, and I just, I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like we can we can go on this show without at least playing his theme song, you know, silently let him have that theme song, because I mean, Andre was larger than life, and he was all he'll always be remembered, so here's Andre the Giant's theme song from way back when, and if any of you kids have no idea who Andre the Giant is, you, you can please, you can leave.
welcome back to Real Mark and Wrestling. We're here live, RML Studio One, with Big Bad Happy the Clown on the line, as well as the Boo Bear tonight. As we talk about, well, exactly what the title is, Real American Wrestling. So, you know, I, I've been wanting to do a wrestling show for a while. Um, ever ever since, really, the, uh, the Royal Rumble, honestly. I mean, you know, fuck it, A. Hey. There's that fucking Royal Rumble. I'm going to go out and say it. And I, I dare someone to fucking contest this. Because there has not been a rumble in the last 10 years that can hold a fucking stick to what happened this past Sunday at the fucking Royal Rumble, dude. Why is I dare someone to find a rumble in the last 10 years that was as good as that fucking rumble. Well, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't tell you 100% for sure because I haven't watched the rumble in the last 10 years. For good reason. I haven't watched any of, you know, the shit from the last ten years. I mean, fuck. It's all been shit. But, it was a good rumble. Needless, you know, regardless, it was a, um... It was a good rumble. That's a fact. You know, we had a... I I think it could have been a little better. I didn't like... I, I, I did like... I did like AJ Styles showing up in surprise. That was... That was awesome. I fucking split my shit. So, I mean, what did you think? What did you think about hearing about AJ coming to WWE in the first place? Dude, I was fucking stoked. I've been wanting him to come to WWE for quite a while now. Um, I think it's a good thing he hasn't stayed until now because he probably would have gotten the golden shovel to fucking, especially, um, when Cena was at his prime and shit, they would have put Cena over AJ Styles and underutilized the fuck out of him. I think now the fucking roster's plagued with injuries right now. Fucking John Cena's out, Randy Orton's out, fucking a lot of the big players are out right now. So why not bring the best fucking wrestler in the world to fucking come in right now? But is AJ Styles the best wrestler? in the world. I mean I will fucking stand behind what I that a hundred percent dude. Fucking look at every fucking brand he's been on. He's been the fucking the top of the game. He fucking destroyed P and A dude. He fucking uh, killed it killed it in Ring of uh yeah, Ring of Honor thinking uh the JPW <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't say he's the greatest fucking wrestler in the world right now. I I think that, um, honestly, if I had to choose somebody that was better than AJ Styles, I think I'd have to choose Kevin Owens. <laughs> Dude, they fucking, they were, uh, when he was Kevin Steen, they fucking fought each other in Ring of Honor and put on fucking, fucking five-star matches. They're fucking... Kevin Owens is a fucking beast. He's, he's one of my favorite wrestlers in WWE right now. Again, uh, but like I said, I'm gonna stand behind what I said, and I honestly think AJ Styles is, if not the best 
in the world one of the best. Well, you know, I I just I think that's a good match though. I mean, honestly, is 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 uh, I know you just said they they've had him over in uh, ROH. By the way, Jason just popped up in the chat. The Capitan is here in the chat room. Good to see you, boss. What it do? But uh, no, you know, I think that um that would be a great matchup to have for sure. Honestly, um, Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles. But let's say, you know, just for shits and giggles. No, you're fine. Kevin Owens was the Kevin Owens is the one who eliminated eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. Fucking then Sammy Zayn eliminated Kevin Owens. Triple threat. That would be a fucking killer fucking triple threat feud right there. That would be a triple threat. You know, a really good triple threat feud, honestly, yeah. Uh, but and I don't know. I don't know if you caught the match this past Monday Night on Raw. No, I don't watch Raw. AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. That match was fucking... Um, that was a badass match. Chris Jericho um, ended up losing the match, but again, at the end of the match, they shook hands. It was freaking... Well, you see, that was something I was worried about with AJ was him coming to WWE and then... NXT, you know, I'm like, no, AJ Styles is not an NXT guy. He is a, uh, he's a raw guy. He's, and, I, and I think they fucking they knew that when they signed him, just because the freaking um, a lot of fucking fans freaking are behind AJ Styles. Look at the reaction when he fucking came out. That arena fucking like exploded. You would have thought like. It was the rock or someone so cold or like someone huge. Well, I mean, AJ is huge, don't get me wrong. You know, AJ is absolutely fucking he's ginormous around the, the, the wrestling in the wrestling world. Oh yeah. Jason said uh, Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles, special guest referee Dean Ambrose. Now that would be a pretty good fucking matchup, don't you think? Intercontinental Championship is on the line to the winner of a Kevin Owens AJ Styles match with Dean Ambrose as the referee for an Extreme Rules matchup. That would be a fucking sick match, dude. Oh my god, but I think I think Kevin Owens would win. I think it'd be about three or four of those pop up power bombs through a few tables. This match him and fucking Dean Ambrose had on Sunday was fucking amazing. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, yeah, that was... A- that was... That stole the show right there, like, fucking... But, you know, to be to honest... Kick off the rumble. To be honest, uh... I only watched three matches out of that rumble. And it was the rumble, um... Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens, and... Uh, fucking the tag team match. By the way, Rick just popped in the chat. Good to see you, Rick. Hey, man, if you're not checking out Exit 92, make sure you go over there and check out the Fuck You Network and the Black Sheep Network. He runs both those. Some really, really good shit, man. Gotta love both of them. Anyways, um, let's see. What was I saying? All the matches you watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the tag team match between the New Day, which surprisingly they're over now, which is really fucking surprising. Um, versus the Usos. They need to fucking drop the goddamn titles already. I, dude, I don't know. They're starting to get really over. Skill wise, I don't think they should have the tag team titles, honestly. But um, they're starting to get really over with the crowd. Did you watch that match? Yeah. 
Dude, I fucking... There's a tag team I'd love to hate. I hate them because they're fucking... They... They're really not that good of a tag team, but fucking... They're... They're shit fucking hilarious. This Monday, uh... When they came out and interrupted The Rock, that shit was hilarious. But that's the thing is people are people are starting to love them now. I mean that's that's what's insane is is I don't I don't know how I hate them I really just fucking hate them I, I can't there's no like love hate no I just think they're a really bad group but obviously the rest of the WWE universe is starting to fucking love them. Yeah, I think it's a love hate thing because it's really depends on what what arena they're in. Because a lot of times you hear a lot of the new day stuff, and then you get some of the arenas that are more for them. Well, I mean, it's so just like Sunday uh, at the Rumble, they were fucking that. They were over Sunday. Yeah. Real hard. Which was, you know, extremely fucking surprising. I mean, the Usos were getting booed. I was yeah, like, I that's seriously? Like, yeah, that's thinking. Like. God, that's fucking... Because I'm a big fan of the Usos. I like the Usos. I like their uncle, fucking Yokozuna, and I loved Rikishi. Um, so, uh, yeah. That's so, their daddy. Yeah, that's their dad. And then Rock, I believe, is a cousin. They're all fucking related. Roman Reigns is their cousin. Yeah, Roman's another cousin. All these fucking Samoans are related. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great tag team, wouldn't it? Rikishi, uh, the Usos, and The Rock and Roman Reigns for a Survivor Series tag I team. A, I want to see that at WrestleMania, dude. The Rock and the Usos, like, fucking get them all. You know, that that would be a really good match. A three-on-three three Rock and the Usos versus the Wyatt, the Wyatt family. Uh, Wyatt family's got their own shit going right now, fuck this. Uh, uh, I want to see, I honestly want to see fucking Bray Wyatt in the title picture. I think Bray Wyatt is not raw, is not ready for a title yet. I think... He's ready for a title. I don't... Not necessarily WWE title right yet, because I know they're um, trying to get this push for Reigns and shit going to the WrestleMania. But I like, I want to see Bray with the title, man. He, he hasn't held any gold, man. He fucking... But I, I don't, I honestly, there's no, there's only, what, two singles competition titles out there, and it's the heavyweight or the intercontinental title right now. Or there's the USA. There's the USA yeah, title. Yeah, United States and intercontinental. But I don't, I just don't think he's ready for either one. I'm sorry, I just, I don't think he, he ain't ready for the, for the heavyweight. And I don't think he's ready for either one of the other singles. I think give him another year or so. Really groom him into a monster. Oh, Jason's not a fan. Bray Wyatt's new title, Head Dishwasher. There you go. No, no. Dude, I'm fucking... Bray Wyatt is the new fucking... Exactly what he calls himself. The new face of fear. Fucking... I... I said this before with we did a show uh, on the WWE Talk again. That match he had against Undertaker at WrestleMania, I honestly think that was uh, the passing of the torch, so to speak. Bray Wyatt's passing, fucking. I don't see him going anywhere for a long time. He's a new fucking creep factor. They need to work so, with that, though. See, they're not taking. There's so many good characters WWE has got, but they are not. 
taking advantage of the versatility of Bray Wyatt and not taking advantage of the versatility of Dean Ambrose. The fucking, uh, the feud they just had with the Dudley Boys and Rhino and fucking, uh, and Dreamers, that was fucking a badass freaking, uh, storyline. I think they're pushing, I think they're doing really good with the Wyatt storyline. Well, you see, they're, I think they're pushing them and making them, you know, really famous, not famous, really powerful, you know, they're a very powerful group, I mean, the Wyatt family shows up, you know somebody's gonna get their ass handed to them, but they need to do something with that, I mean, this could be another really great faction, a really heel stable, if they start taking over, you know what I mean, maybe not an NWO type storyline, but a uh, storyline-esque, like, everything like Degeneration X, except opposite, except, you know, people aren't going for them, they're Extremely scared. Um, Doc Gallows. Uh, I don't know if you uh, watched the back of the day when uh, CM Punk had the Straight Edge Society. Um, he had this dude, uh, Luke Gallows, with him. Yeah, I remember Gallows. He since went on to, um, all I can think of the company, it's like JP something. Again, it's the company that AJ Styles just left, but, um, him, AJ Styles, fucking Finn Balor was in it before um, came to WWE. It's called the Bullet Club. Yes, now I've heard of the Bullet and, Club. Uh, yeah. Again, they couldn't get um, they couldn't get the copyright for it in WWE, so they um, all that you did watching it at the or anything. But Finn Balor is already wearing the Balor Club shirt, so freaking um, they're reshining um, Dot Gallows and freaking one of the other members from the Bullet Club onto WWE. So if they could put this faction together, the Bauer Club, or the Bullet Club, whatever, um, however you want to recognize it, they could, the AJ Styles, Finn Bauer, these could other cats, they could, I think them versus the Wyatt Family would be a fucking amazing story. That could be, they could be the, the heroes that could really take the day as far as, uh, what you call it? The Bray, the, the Wyatt family is concerned. They could be that um, just what the Wyatt family needs to give them the feud that really sets them onto the map. Because I mean, it's not like I'm saying they're not on the map right now, but they haven't really faced an adversary that was of their equal, that was on the that same level. That is, that's very true. You know, they, they've went up that's against a bunch of different, uh, different groups. You know, uh, ragtag groups who haven't been together very long, you know, whose chemistry, the only one they went up against that was in the same level as them, maybe, was uh, the Dudleys with uh, Tommy Dreamer, because those three have been together for years. That's an extreme dream team, you know what I mean? But besides that, they haven't really faced teams um, who were together, who were factions, who were forces uh, that were like their it's own. Not but still, yeah, but see, that's two on like three, two on four. I mean, come yeah. on. Even Undertaker and Kane can't take four people by themselves. Those are the yeah, big names. It's, it's not the same Undertaker and Kane that say like in fucking 2000. Yeah. Yeah, now, if, if we had those 200, that, that'd be different. In their prime, I think they could have took them. But, I mean, now it's Undertaker is on his last leg. Kane yeah, needs to I, fucking go. I completely agree. They have yet to face, like, they, uh, like, a big challenge. Like, holy shit, the fucking 
But, you know, the Wyatts need a team that is of their equal that they can face that'll put them on the map and get people yep. saying, wow, these motherfuckers are badass. That's what they need right now because they're there. They need just a little more of a push and the Bullet Club could be just that push that they need. Oh, yeah, they're really just making some fucking smart plays that's some big fucking They've been doing better. They have been doing better. Oh, Jason had something to say. Uh, make it interesting. Bray Wyatt versus Big Van Vader. Oh, that would be an interesting match, but I think Vader would take it no matter. I mean, if there's no outside interference, I'm pretty sure Big Van Vader has it no problem. Now, if yeah. if uh, Strowman and, you know, all the other guys show up, that's a different story. Van Vader versus the Wyatt family. I think Vader would take out Bray and maybe another one, but that'd be that'd be it. The rest of them would gang up on him and destroy him. Yeah, numbers would swallow him. I mean, even the big Van Vader can't take on the Wyatt family on his own. <laughs> and see, they just with Wyatt because I know we've been talking about Wyatt for a minute. And I really want to talk about him because uh, me and Jay have these conversations. I know me and you have these conversations and such whenever we get on the phone. And uh, you know, I think that. One of the problems we've had with Bray Wyatt, one of the reasons why I think he is not necessarily um, championship material is because he himself, I mean, he's been up against The Undertaker and stuff like that, but he hasn't really had a feud that worked for him. The John Cena feud didn't necessarily work for him. Um, The Chris Jericho feud was a fucking joke. Uh, I think, honestly, I think one of the best ways to really get him over like not over like oh he's so awesome but like over like god he's a badass type thing put him with the Raven you know bring Raven back put him up against Raven that'd be a great fucking couple of matches you remember Raven yeah Raven's still hold on we'll find out let me look on Wikipedia I was like I told you before we went on air. I was just watching Backlash 2001. Is, um, is he in that hardcore match? Rhino versus Raven. That was a fucking epic match. Raven was badass, man. He was great, he fucking. Was, but you see, I, you, you you watched the Raven from WWE. I watched the Raven from WCW. And now that that Raven was fucking awesome. Ugh. You know, Raven and ECW. Now, go back if you yeah, ever... Yeah, go back and check out the Raven and ECW. I know you probably watched a little bit of it. He was bad ass. I watched... I just really... I didn't watch too much WCW. I watched the ECW, WWE, the shit out. And I don't know why. I never... WCW never really... I kept the that's because you're a retard. It's okay. <laughs> no, I, I love WCW, man. I mean, um, it is, it's just one of my favorites. But, yeah, he's still alive right now. Uh, let's see. He's had 27 reigns 
as a WWE Hardcore Champion. Yeah. Um, fucking 32 separate title reigns under WWE, WCW, and ECW banners. Including the Hardcore World Tag Team, the Heavyweight, the Light Heavyweight, the United States Heavyweight, the NWA World Heavyweight, the ECW World Tag Team titles, and the ECW Heavyweight Championship as well. So, I mean, he's very... I didn't really even know he was that fucking decorated. Jesus Christ. Um, but I guess... Let's see. I'm trying to see what he's doing right now. Right now, let's see. He is on the... He's still on the independent circuit. So... Yeah, he either, he either still, or because it says 2008 to 2014, it doesn't give me a 15 or 16. So he's either still on the independent circuit or he's retired. But still, though, can you imagine Bray Wyatt against uh, the Raven? Dude, that'd be, that'd be a sick match. I mean, either Bray Wyatt versus the Raven, or if Sting ever gets fucking better and, you know, makes his way back to the WWE if they want to make him lose again, because they probably will. They could put him against Bray, you know, and have him lose against Bray Wyatt. <laughs> That's his role in WWE, God, that pisses me off. That really, really pisses me off. You have no idea. Fucking... Yeah, that match at WrestleMania was the golden shovel at its finest work. I mean, I just don't understand. You bring back one of the greatest wrestling superstars of all time. I'm the biggest, biggest age of all of them. As of that. I mean, yeah. You know, the biggest stage of them all. You bring back one of the greatest wrestling superstars. Guaranteed to pack that fucking house out. Which is exactly what they did. You bring back this guy. You put him up against a mediocre fucking... A promoter. He's supposed to be the promoter, the booker right now. And then you make him lose. <laughs> like I watched I watched WrestleMania thirty one, you know, uh, after the fact. And I caught the promo package before they did the match. You know how they do, they do like a twenty minute promo package before each yeah. matchup. And it's just like, you know, and this is Triple H talking, I'm like, I was there. You know, while everyone else is gone now, I'm still here. And I'm just like, dude, the only reason you're still here is because you're fucking the owner's daughter. <laughs> I mean... Hey man, he fucking took Dickens Tim and the company east to the fucking the top. Well, I'm not, I'm not, you know, let me let me rephrase that. I'm not taking anything away from Triple H. It's not like he's not talented. But... You know, don't sit there and say you're so fucking awesome. When I mean, honestly, in the 90s, when I was watching wrestling, I just started off watching wrestling. Even when I go back and watch wrestling to this day, unless there's somebody really cool involved, I usually skip the Triple H match because I, I didn't think he was that good. Dude, I did. Triple H was a fucking beast. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I was like, a minute ago, I was like, man, you're going to go to the just to just the promoters. But that's what he is now, though. That's what he is. He is the promoter. He is the booker. He is the guy behind the stage. He's just like Mr. McMahon was back in the day. He makes the matches. And, I mean, he gets involved. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you get involved, do not put yourself over a legend. I mean, Sting is a legend. Yeah. 
So when you, I, I completely agree. I, I think that was really freaking. Um, <coughs> um, I think that had a lot to do with McMahon and his like final like start the wounds with the fucking to close that chapter out. Fucking his last fuck you before Triple H's legacy starts with the company. I mean, I understand that. I, I I get that McMahon has still has a lot of animosity towards WCW, even though they don't even exist anymore. I mean, most of those guys up there still like to give the finger to any WCW wrestler they can. But Sting, I mean, Sting... I think a lot of it was Triple H's ego as well. Yeah, oh yeah. Triple H's dick problem. We know this. I mean, you know, fuck. I just, I just don't. Yeah, I'd have been more happy. I, I've been happier if it was Scott Steiner they were fucking screwing, or you know, Disco Inferno, or fucking somebody like that. Don't do it, fucking Sting. I agree. That was, I was pretty upset at how that especially with the fucking with the sledgehammer. I was like, fucking put the sledgehammer away. Take out the golden shovel, fucker. Yeah, I mean, at least if you're gonna beat him, do it like a 45-minute match. I'm talking about go for an hour. You know, do a Ric Flair and Ricky the Steamboat kind of match, man. You know, I want to see you I, fucking... Because, yeah. I mean, I love the fact that DX was involved, and I love the fact that NWO, Black and White, was involved. I thought that was awesome. You know, I whenever I watched it, I geeked out like a fucking little girl. I'm not even gonna bullshit oh, you. Man. You know, oh, I mean, I, you know. Let me reiterate. I don't want to take anything away from the match. You know, the match was a good match. It was solid. It wasn't, but it wasn't legendary material. It wasn't. Um, you know, it wasn't like when I think WrestleMania 31, I'm gonna think that match was the greatest match on the card because it wasn't. You know. Yeah, when I think WrestleMania 31, I'm gonna think fucking. You know, I, I I haven't seen that match yet. I haven't heard oh good things. I really want to see it. Yeah, both years that they uh, back to back, and both of those matches were fucking uh, legendary, dude. Shawn Michaels always puts on this. You're bringing back the fucking like one of the greatest of all time, fucking for for. A, not only his debut into the company, but at WrestleMania, and he pulled. I mean, I just, the whole match wasn't really put together that well. I just, I, I think that, I mean, on top of that, after WrestleMania, it just kind of was like, oh, that was kind of like my final hurrah, you know. I'm like, that wasn't even a hurrah. That was like a kick in the nuts to every WWE and WCW fan. In that arena, like, you're just gonna accept. You're gonna accept that you just lost like that. Yeah, they could have built that feud up to fucking SummerSlam or something else. No, you see what they should have done. They should have done. Like said, flash of the pan, and then when he fought Seth Rollins, he gets injured. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think that's really the like, oh shit, sorry we ended your career. What's the best you guy on the face, buddy? Oh yeah, Hall of Fame, woo. You know, when people, you know, there, there's, and, you know, I know this, and I said this on your last WWE talk that you did, um, but, you know, that everybody wanted to see it. Everybody wanted to see Taker and Sting, man. Damn it, we all want to fucking see Taker and Sting, and for some reason, that's never gonna happen. You know, that's never going to happen. I don't know why. I don't know if McMahon's just so has his head so far up his ass that he doesn't realize that every fan who watches WWE wants to see that. Or if he's just doing it on purpose just to be a dick. I'm not really sure why. But it's never going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it will. I don't think Sting's ever going to wrestle again. Neither do I. With the neck injury like that, fucking, look, Daniel Bryan's not... That same kind of injury just put Daniel Bryan down. Fucking. And Daniel Bryan's fucking a lot younger and a lot better shape than. Yeah, but Daniel Bryan's a vegan too, right? Yeah. That explains a lot. (laughs) He ate a little bit of meat now and again. His bones might be a little bit tougher. Nikki Bella fucking has a neck injury right now too. She just had surgery. Yeah, I wonder where that was from. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was actually just talking about that with Jay on the phone the other night. And uh it's it's gotten to the point like I we were talking Triple H has had to stand up and, you know, take the title again because Cena's out, Randy Orton's out, Seth Rollins out, Lesnar is on and off. Um, you know. Because they don't know when he's going to fucking disappear and, again. And that's why I was happy with how the Rumble ended. Because, um, to me, it's just, uh, they're trying to get back, to me, I, it feels like they're trying to get back to that attitude era still. I think freaking, um, if they let Triple H do to the main roster like he has done it uh, with the NXT, then this brand's going to fucking... No one's going to be able to touch WWE if they keep on the path that they're going. And I think um, after WrestleMania, freaking everyone's going to be able to see that. Oh, hey, this company can't survive without jobs. That can't survive without these like big time players. And I think that's going to open up more opportunities for like people like AJ Styles, like Dolph Ziggler, hopefully freaking um, some of these other like not fucking big time stars to start showing that they can fucking be main event players as well. But can they be main event players? See, that's the problem is WWE hasn't tested them enough and we don't really know. We don't really know if they can be main event people because WWE has been keeping their thumb on guys like John Cena, on guys like Brock Lesnar, when they don't have them, they crumple apart. And you know that just as well as I do. You know, what we need... Oh, Jason said Triple H is a major biatch. Um, no, what, what WWE needs to revitalize the company is a mass exodus. They need to cut a lot of the old guys. And I mean, I know you don't like it, and I, I wouldn't like it either, but they really need to get a, a rib... Of a lot of the old guys, like Cena. Oh, I, I agree with that. I don't think they should be given um, 
like some of the older people the pushes over the newer guys that they do and I think that a lot of that's McMahon um I mean, it's, just like hold on to the past, sort of. I mean, it's and I hate it, you know. But the fact is, Taker needs to go. Kane needs to go. Um, yeah. Triple H needs to get behind the desk, or needs to go. Uh, you I know. Think so I think he he can the whole authority thing. Look at throughout all the past, fucking the whole attitude there was fucking the corporation and McMahon and the fucking them running shit. I think that's Triple H's role. This is like, when he won the Royal Rumble, it reminded me of when McMahon won the Royal Rumble and shit over Stone Cold. It was like, this time it was Triple H over Reigns. Except everybody wanted somebody to beat Roman Reigns. They didn't really care who it was going to be. Yeah. So fine, you know, keep Triple H as the big bad boss. But, I mean, you know, there's people like that need to go. They need to bring people like Samoa Joe. Like Sami Zayn. Like Finn Balor, bring them up to the top, man. Bring them up to Raw and let them start headlining. You know, let them oh, yeah. start getting the titles and all that because that's what they need. Samoa Joe is not an NXT guy. Samoa Joe ripped it up at TNA, ripped it up at fucking ROH. Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of TNA, which was my own damn fault. I hate that I missed the, the good years of TNA. Dude, I watched. I freaking was a huge fan of TNA for those times I would be watching TNA over WWE. And TNA, you know, I still stand by, because um, I had gotten into an argument with another wrestling fan years ago uh, when TNA was on its, when, when they were on their feet, you know, when they were doing real good. I said if TNA would assert themselves and start using their roster 100%, because they were doing really good, if they would use their roster to the fullest extent, they could beat WWE on the Monday nights. You know? We could have another Monday night war if they would move and get their shit together. They never did. Oh, they had, they had that opportunity, but as soon as that freaking dumb bitch Dixie Carter took over their freaking TNA freaking crumbled, dude. The kid, and Dixie Carter is this little rich girl that fucking, her daddy bought her a wrestling company and she don't know shit about the business and fucking took a company that had a ton of potential and made it this fucking mediocre fucking wannabe used WWE storyline. Yep. I mean, you know, it's, uh, gotten pretty terrible from what I hear. I haven't watched it myself in a long time, but, uh, from what I hear, it's quite, quite terrible. Yeah, it's fucking, it was, uh, once they, um, moved from the six-sided ring to the fourth, the square ring, like, they freaking, they had the whole, um, like, crooked referee storylines and shit like that, like, a lot of the storylines and shit they were doing when I stopped watching TV. I was like, this is just fucking WWE reruns. It's like fucking, you went from having original fucking um, matches and shit to fucking garbage. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. It really is. You know, X Division matches used to be the shit, dude. They had this fucking, like, a crazy ass steel cage with like these fucking ropes and shit at the top of the cage. They had to like shimmy across to the middle. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the X division matches. 
Yeah. That, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was some crazy shit. And I believe AJ Styles was a big winner of those, matter of fact. Yeah. I believe he was He was a big winner of the uh the X Division Championship. Him and Austin Aries. Austin Aries is a badass motherfucker. I heard Aries was coming to Raw as well. He just signed uh to I believe he was gonna be on NXT. Ah, uh, well he could be an NXT guy. He could. Austin Aries could do could do some learning from NXT because he's not good. Good, he's good, but he's not like he's not AJ Styles good. He's not Samoa Joe good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they're um, gonna keep Samoa Joe on NXT for a little bit longer. But I hear they have plans in the future for him to move up. So Which, I'm hopeful that they just Samoa Joe's a freaking beast. Yeah, I know, and I really want to see Samoa Joe versus motherfucking uh, Brock Lesnar. You know, because I remember when when Samoa Joe came to WWE in the first place, and it was specifically, he said specifically, I want to work with Lesnar, and I want to work with John Cena. That's what he told Vince when Vince signed him. Oh yeah. You know, is I want to work with those two guys, and he never he never did. Sorry about that, guys. We had a quick, had to take a quick little, you know. But anyways, um, what were you saying there, Sean? Oh, I completely forgot. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. No, I remember what I said. I said uh, that had, that uh, Samoa Joe, you know, specifically came to WWE to work with Brock Lesnar, John Cena. Oh, the talks of a possible. Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar feud. I, you know, at first that sounds like a really good feud, but honestly, I think that Lesnar would just absolutely destroy him. I, I don't, I don't think that uh, that Kevin Owens could stand up to Lesnar, man. There's there, fucking Kevin Owens is a beast. He freaking he tore shit up over in NXT. Yeah, I really, I caught some of those Ring of Honor matches. I didn't really um, watch too much of it when he was Kevin Steen. Um, but from, I think that would be a pretty good match, dude. Freaking, if uh, if they give it um, a little bit of time, give it like another year or so for Kevin Owens to really establish like the dominance. I think that'd be a badass match. Well, um, but do you, do you think, what do you, do you think Kevin Owens would win, though? I don't necessarily think that he would win, but I think he would put up fucking, take closer to the fucking limit. I don't know about limit, I, I just, that's another problem with Lesnar that I've always had, is he's never had anybody really take him to the limit. I mean, even Taker was... Yeah, you know, like, even all the matches he had with Taker, they were all just kind of 
like good, but not like they don't. They didn't really push him, you know. I I, I don't know if there's anybody out there that can push Lesnar like that. I think the the potential would um, hit a Goldberg spot. I think that was the easiest oh. opportunity too. Dude, Goldberg could have took him. That, um, that could have been one of the greatest matches in the history of WrestleMania if done correctly. And they didn't. They fucked it. They they fucked it. Ugh. Yeah, I was like, I still fucking get pissed to this day freaking watching that match. Don't even. Yeah, I I know it's <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> terrible. Like. God, you know, because I, I picked up the Goldberg um, Who's Next DVD a few years ago. See the Mac Attack show in the chat room. Nice to see ya. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, no, I picked up the Goldberg DVD a few years ago. And um, I had never even heard about the, uh, the Goldberg... Um, the Goldberg Lesnar match at WrestleMania 26, was it? Um, I think it was 21. 21, okay. And yes, he does suck at promos. Mac Attack said that Lesnar can't wrestle and sucks at promos. I'm like, I don't know about can't wrestle, but he definitely <laughs> sucks at promos, that's for sure. That's why he has Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's a fucking. Yeah, they should just let. God. Yeah, Paul Heyman is a microphone god, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I had never seen it before, and I seen it on the list of matches. Like, oh, shit, man, that's not probably a really good fucking match. So I, I was impatient, and I went ahead and just watched that match. I, it was at that moment that you realized you fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I did. That was, that was the, oh, my God, that was the waste. That was a waste of my life. I will never get back. Ever. You know? I will never get that back. And um, it's all thanks to Vince McMahon and Creative for WrestleMania 21. God, that was fucking terrible. I just don't understand why anybody would make that match like that. I just it's they're so powerful. Fucking they're like two bulls, you know. And you put them in the same ring, you expect this this all-out fist fight from hell. You know, Satan himself has came to the front seats to watch this fucking match, and they're like they're hugging most of the match. It's like a boxing match. I don't. I didn't come here to watch boxing. I came here to watch wrestling. Yeah. You know, it was fucking terrible. Yeah, that was a that was a shitty ass fucking movie or uh, ring match. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, since we're talking about WrestleMania a little bit, you know, it's an older one, but uh, the triple threat match was announced: Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose. We'll be going all against each other, and the winner gets to go up against Triple H at WrestleMania, main event, for the strap. Now, who do you think is going to win, and then do you think they're going to beat Triple H for the title? Go first. I am going to say Roman Reigns, and yes, he will take the title at WrestleMania. Okay, you gotta elaborate a little it's bit. It's not for some, like, crazy outside fucking source um, to change it. But I 
I think um, Dean Ambrose would put Roman Reigns over, and those two are going to work together to take out Roman But, okay, why do you think they would give the strap back to Roman after a year of people losing their fucking minds because Roman had the strap? Or not a year, it's been like six months. Six months, people have hated it. Fucking absolutely fucking despised Roman Reigns as the title holder. You think they're going to give it back to him on the biggest stage of them all? Why not? He got fucking... I wouldn't necessarily say he got screwed last year, but... Mm-hmm. I don't see Triple H being champion past WrestleMania. Well, I don't, I don't either, but I don't think Roman Reigns is going to win. I think it's going to be Dean. Really? Yeah, I do. I don't see like, why uh, Triple H and Lesnar have already had their little few things. Like, I don't see them, um, I don't see them going at it again. I really don't think freaking Dean Ambrose has it Dude, I'm telling you, I think Dean is going to take it. See now if Dean had not been the last but, entrant in the Royal Rumble, if he had he, if he had got thrown out before Roman Reigns, I would say, yeah, it's probably gonna be Roman Reigns. Even though it's a terrible yeah. idea. It's probably going to be that reaction. That reaction they got when it was just down the head of Triple H. I can. I'm telling you, it's gonna. What what's gonna happen is. Fed first off in the triple threat match, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose are going to work together to take out Lesnar. Now it's not an elimination, but once Lesnar's at at the point, you know where all it all it takes is like a good kick to the fucking chest, and he's done. You know. Reigns is just going to go for the pin, but Dean's going to be like, no, you know, Dean finally, you know, becomes this independent wrestler instead of being the the, the brother of the lunatic fringe to the Hound of Justice. Yeah. You know, he's going to turn around, he's going to start beating the shit out of Roman Reigns. He's going to hit him with a dirty deal. It's going to happen. Yeah. And I, I, as good as Roman Reigns is, he's, uh, he's He's just muscle and shit. He can't really work the mic that well. And that's something I think he needs to be able to do very well as champ. Yeah, I, he, he has no mic, mic skills whatsoever. None. You know? I No mic skills whatsoever. And the people don't want him. So, and Lesnar, just like you said... They're not going to put it back on Lesnar because Lesnar's so fucking wishy-washy he changes his mind from week to fucking week. You know, uh, and they could have to take the title off him next fucking week on Raw. I mean, they're not going to give it back to Lesnar because H and Lesnar has already had a run, you know, an already big feud between the two and Lesnar's already held the title a few times. They want to revitalize the company. The best way to go is Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is hungry. Dean Ambrose is young. Dean Ambrose is holding the Intercontinental title right now. They could easily take that off of him or give him both titles. Fuck it. They did it with Seth Rollins. They need another face of the company. They need somebody to take the stand with an attitude. If McMahon and and, um, and Levesque 
want the Attitude Era to have any sort of presence in the WWE today, Dean Ambrose is the only way to go. And honestly, when you put it like that, they could honestly, if they have him fucking turn on, um, turn on fucking, um, Roman Reigns, and if he does pick up the <coughs> scrap at fucking WrestleMania, they could be, like, using Gene Ambrose as a fucking the replacement for Rollins while he's out. And then that would lead to get a feud between Rollins and Ambrose when he comes back, like, oh, hey, you replaced me with him, like, what the fuck? And I honestly, I think that Dean and Seth, that'd be that'd be some great matches. I mean, we've seen some great matches when, you know, the Shield first broke apart. So, I mean, I even watched a little bit back then. I wasn't watching very heavy when, when I watched that. Because I actually, you know, that was the first Raw I had watched in a very long time. And um, I knew who the Shield was. I knew how close they were and how hard they'd worked to get to the point where they were. And when that happened, that actually surprised me. I was like, wow, damn, that I didn't see that one coming at all, actually. You know, and I watched for a little bit. Um, but I think that uh, Seth and Dean would be really good together again with Dean holding the title this time instead. Um, yeah. And you could even, I mean, you could you could even bring Seth back as a face, to be honest. I mean, you could even bring Seth back as a face and then have Dean slowly but surely creep into that heel persona. Let him touch the water and see what the fans think first. I wouldn't give him a full-blown heel persona to start off. I would do it slowly but surely so that the fans have a chance to pick how they like it. If he's like, you know, the love-to-hate type of heel or if he's just a straight, we don't want him as a heel type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... You know, I think it could be really good as long as WWE uses it correctly. But we're going to take a break um, so I can go have a smokerette. We're going to throw on this because tonight was supposed to be a Blue Steel Archives. Um, but I, you know, I've been really wanting to do a wrestling show for a long time now. So I got Sean on and, you know, we decided to put it together. So we are going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. Here's a little bit of uh, Smokey Wilson with the 44 Blues here on Real American Wrestling.
Welcome back to Real Merkin Wrestling. Here with the Big Bad Boo Bear and Happy the Motherfucking Clown. So when we left, you know, we talked about WrestleMania's main event possibilities. And we talked about Fastlane with the triple threat coming up. Um, you know, something we haven't really talked about very much. We, t- we, we touched on it, but we talked... We, we, we were thinking about talking about a little bit about tag team division right now. You know, tag team division and lack thereof. I mean, there's just even because I know we talked about this on your WWE talk show. Which, by the way, guys, if you you know like this kind of wrestling talk and everything, you can always go check out Sean's Sean B's WWE talk on uh, iHeartRadio and here on Spreaker as well. So go check that out. But I'm actually gonna be. Uh, Downloading this after we air it, and I'm gonna air it on there as well. For sure, yeah. Thanks, appreciate it. But um, no, you know, my problem with the tag team division right now, besides the fact that the New Day still has the fucking titles, is you know, who else is there? There are the Usos. There's the New Day. The Dudleys. Uh. You know, like, who else is actually out there that's a tag team that's making any kind of fucking waves? I mean, because when they brought the Dudleys back, I didn't actually expect them to do very much. I expected them to kind of make a couple of ripples, but I didn't expect Dudleys to be, you know, this big-time tag team in WWE anymore. I mean, they're up there in age. I would, you know, like we were talking off-air, I would really love to see... The Dudleys, you know, win another belt. I think they deserve one. I think they should both be in the Hall of Fame. They're probably, if not the greatest, the second greatest tag team champion um, holders, right beside uh, fucking LOD. So, yeah. I mean, and, uh, and I think uh, I think they deserve one more title run as well. Uh, like I was telling you when we were talking a few minutes ago, okay, here, um, if they could bring back the bring back the Lady Outlaws for one more title run, no way in hell the Dudley Boys should get one more title run. For sure. I mean, you know, because I mean, there's when you think tag team divisions, you think the Legion of Doom, you think the Outsiders, and you think Jeff and Matt Hardy and the Dudley Boys. You know, you do. You you think about That's those tag teams. Edge and Christian, another one of the greatest tag teams to ever strap on a pair of boots. You know, these guys made the 90s great. See, the 90s, that's what was so good about the 90s attitude era, because people were all like, oh, Stone Cold and The Rock and all this. And I'm like, yeah, but you forget about Jeff and Matt Hardy, the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian with their triangle ladder matches. Holy shit. You know, you forget about one. You know, one of the best times in the world for tag team divisions, even in WCW, you had the Outsiders, Rick and Scott Steiner, the American Males, uh, Boogie Nights, even, you know, I know, uh, yeah, Boogie Nights, but you had great tag teams, um, the Filthy Animals, I think that was Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman, that was another great tag team, they weren't as good as they should Billy Kidman was badass. Yes, he was, yes, he was, so underrated, very underrated. You know, it's crazy how though if uh, although if you do this, but the shooting star press is actually a banned move now. Yeah, I think it's banned after WrestleMania 22 or 23 
when fucking Brock Lesnar uh, fucking whipped it on uh, Kurt Angle and missed him. Yeah. He was supposed to hit him and he, he landed like a couple of inches ahead of him or something like that. Yeah, that shit was brutal. He still finished the match like a boss, but that shit was a gnarly, dude. Yeah, it was a gnarly fucking match. But someone as big as Lesnar don't need to be doing that fucking move anyways. Yeah. That was asking for fucking... Asking for a concussion city. Fuck Suplex City. Yeah, this is all about concussion city. Yeah, for real, Concussion City. <laughs> oh, well, Jason bought up another great tag team, the Rock and Roll Express. That was another good uh, tag team. Speaking of, you know... Oh, you talking about... You, no, that, that was the Rockers. That was the Rockers. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the Rock and Roll Express was another one. I can't remember the names. It was uh, something Morton... Oh, fuck. I can't remember the names. It's been so long. They actually feuded with another tag team that you told me about. No, I remember we were talking about this a while back, and I thought I'd bring it up because I was trying to remember the name of the guy that you said you knew. But you had a friend that you said knew somebody that was from, uh, like... He was on the Orient Express. The Orient Express. Do you remember the guy's name? I don't remember. Hold on. I'll, I'll go back later and look through. Uh, still, I still have the messages, so... And you said your friend knew him. Like, how did that story go again? Um, they were friends, like, from, uh, I forgot where they were. It was somewhere back east. Uh, but they knew each other. Uh, he was trying to get him on, on to do an interview on WWE Talk, but, um, you didn't have Skype or anything like that, so we ended up not being able to work anything out. Well, I mean... It the the Orient Express was a professional wrestling tag team in the World Wrestling Federation in the early nineties, composed of Pat Tanaka and Akio Sato, who was later replaced by Kato. Any one of those names ring a bell? Yeah, I I don't know. Well, if you ever do find out, yeah. Oh yeah, now Jason's bringing up. So he was a big, you know, WCW fan. He's bringing up some good tag teams from them. Ollie and Arn Anderson. Yeah, that was another so, great. I'll tell you, the kid, um, the greatest, greatest tag team of all time, Ty and Ty. Remember Fudaki and Pocket? <laughs> this guy, this guy right here, Kai and Ty. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> That was a blast. I, I didn't even... Oh, wow. I haven't thought about Kai and Ty. Fucking... Whew, damn. You know, I kind of want... I kind of want to see them wrestle again now that you say something about them. Kai and Ty was... They freaking... They put up a fight, man. As much as they got their ass whooped, they fucking... They did some damage. Well, I remember I watched... Uh, I have it downloaded, I think. Found an old Raw match. It was... Uh, Taka Mishiku versus the great Sasuke on Raw way back when. That was a good match. Very surprisingly a good match. Um, you had the uh, the original Brian Christopher on the outside talking shit. He was like the cruiserweight champ or the light heavyweight champ right then. And he was talking shit out there with uh, with uh, Too Sexy, which or um, 
Too Hot or whatever his name was, which came, ended up becoming Scotty Too Hotty and uh, Too Sexy. Now, that's not a tag too team. Cool. Yeah, Too Cool. God, I haven't thought about Too Cool in forever. Jesus, that was a good thing. They weren't one of the greatest, but they were a good tag team nonetheless. They were, definitely. You know, I always thought they were really cool. Rikishi and Scotty Too Hotty. See, that was one of my favorites. The first first real favorites I had, you know, Hulk Hogan. And then, you know, when I was growing up watching uh, WWF a little bit with Scotty Too Hotty and Brian Christopher, Too Sexy. And uh, that was a, that was just a cool little gimmick tag team to watch. They were real cool to watch. Especially, they had a really good huge with, feud with... Uh, the New Age Outlaws. That was that was actually pretty yeah. cool. You know, I, I think... Uh, even, even, even when they... The, freaking, the tag division was always like... The freaking... was popping. It was something that he looked forward to. Now it's like, oh, freaking... Yeah. Who's freaking... Who's New Day going to put over now? The freaking tag division's fucking... A lukewarm at best. I think there's a lot of good potential for fucking good tactics if they freaking did it right. Freaking, you really only got freaking the New Day, the Usos, the freaking, a couple other little freaking, now you got these freaking social, social outcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social outcasts. Yeah, I remember hearing about them. It's like Bo Leave. Bo, whatever the fuck yeah, his name is. Keith Slater, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Adam Rose. Hey, you know, that really disappoints me with, with Curtis Axel. Um, you know, if I'm correct, Curtis Axel is the son of the late, great Kurt Henning. Yeah, it's Mr. Perfect son. Yeah. So, he has, his career has just been shit. I mean... Yeah. The coolest thing he's ever done was he worked with the Nexus, I believe. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I mean, it's, it's really upsetting because his dad was so cool, you know. Mr. Perfect was Mr. Perfect, you know what I mean? He was the shit. And I don't know, fucking, it's just been ruined by uh, Curtis Axel and this dumb shit, you know, fucking... They have that whole fucking Axel baby gimmick where oh yeah, I remember that. That was like the like, come on. Like they really have squandered whatever talent he had, if he had any, in the first. That's, that's all there is to it. Oh, Curtis Axel. Fucking poor Kurt. Poor Kurt. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you think they're going to do with the tag team division? I mean, do you think they're just going to have New Day keep the title for a while longer and put it over to somebody like, you know, this social outcast? Or do you think the Usos are going to take it? I mean... I would much rather see the Usos uh, with the titles than those fucking, uh, those freaking square bears. But I will say one thing, as much as I hate Bo Dallas, go back, if you can find it on YouTube, freaking, um, watch, uh, Bo Dallas and Flowrider freaking battle rap on Monday Night Raw. Bo Dallas fucking roasted Flowrider. Flowrider's freaking rap was weak as fuck, dude. 
<laughs> That's kind of sad. It was. It was like, that shit had me cracking up. But they need to do something. They freaking. I think if they freaking did it, did it good push that the ascension could be fucking a good, uh, a good team to start utilizing in the tag division. Well, the New Day, you know, Social Outcasts, the Dudleys, I, I like we said a minute ago, I think the Dudleys really need to take a title soon to give it a little bit of respect. I mean, cause, come on, you got these motherfuckers walking around with a trombone and unicorn shit. What is this dumb shit, you know? Like, how are these fuckers tag team champions? How are these champions, how are these even in WWE right now? Yeah. They really need to put it on somebody like the Dudleys and possibly the Usos, because I like the Usos. I think the Usos are a great tag team. To give it that respect and that, you know, that that validity. You know, I mean, I think it's validity or something like that. Yeah. The relevancy. There's some, uh, there's some cats over on NXT right now, the Von Villains, because they're the NXT champions right now, because, um, they're like these goofy-looking strongmen, but freaking, I think even they could be a good freaking mix in there. Yeah, I haven't heard too much on them. How are they? I, I've heard that they are ended up the NXT and such, but I haven't watched a match or anything on them. Yeah, they're pretty good, man. They freaking they, uh, work well with the crowd. They're freaking they're pretty good. Hmm. Well, after, like I said, I'm going to check out that NXT Brooklyn on WWE Network and see it, uh... See what it looks like because I haven't, I haven't, like I said, check it out. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second, guys. Bad news for all WWE fans WWE legend passes away. Oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about this. Mike Sharp, you know who Mike Sharp is? Uh-uh. Uh, Iron Mike Sharp, he passed away um, here recently. Oh, man. Yeah, Iron Mike Sharp. I heard about it. Huh? I heard about it, but I didn't know who he was. Oh, um, he was probably one of the greatest jobbers to ever really, you know, be a jobber in WWE. Um, back in the day before WWE ran straight, you know, just like Raw and stuff like that, and did um, storylines and such, more complex storylines. Unlike your Saturday night specials and your power hours and uh, shows like Monday Night Primetime and such instead of having their main guys out there fighting each other possibly getting hurt most of the time you'd have like Ultimate Warrior versus you know Bobby something you know most of the time they were just jobbers off the street that WWE would pay a couple hundred bucks to do a match you know just so that the Warrior would win and um you know, there were a few guys that broke out of that jobber thing and become uh, regulars, and Iron Mike was one of them. He he was still a jobber, but he was really good at jobbing. He was so good that they gave him his own nickname and music, and he was just he was a professional jobber. He would go to every show and go up against somebody. He would most of the time lose, very seldomly win against a bad guy. Um, I never watched too much of Iron Mike stuff, so I can't tell you 100% what his record was and how good he was, but I just, I've always read a lot about him and heard a lot about him, so, yeah, he, he passed away. But, you know, I, I believe the last time that we did a show together, we did a WWE talk, it was before 
we lost Rowdy Roddy Piper. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was uh, before. Yeah, that was sad. Fucking uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, man. Talk about a guy that was, you know, my favorite bad guy forever. You know, fucking, I love Rowdy Roddy as a bad guy. I thought he was a great talker, great wrestler, you know. He was just so awesome. Unfortunately, we lost him. I think it was to, I think it was cancer. I believe it was. Yeah. You know. It's unfortunate. It is. Because, you know, he's probably better than half the roster on, you know, Raw right now. So, <laughs> put him up against Brock Lesnar. Uh, he just, uh, his rubber got called with the rubber of the sky. Yeah, God, I, I wish I could have been at that Royal Rumble. Can you imagine how good that shit was? Right. <laughs> Fucking Chris Benoit and Dusty Rhodes, Macho Man Randy Savage, Roddy Roddy Piper. That would have been a great fucking Royal Rumble to watch. I think probably Roddy would have won, though, I have to say. I think Roddy would have won. So, <clears throat> speaking of, you know, classic wrestlers and all that, um, I don't know if you've ever seen on Facebook, but there's a Facebook group um, who want to see Jake the Snake Roberts in the next Royal Rumble. They wanted to see him in this one, but of, of course he wasn't in it. What do you think about Jake the Snake Roberts coming back for a Royal Rumble, possibly? I would have liked to see him as a surprise trip. There was actually the talk that Spider was supposed to be a surprise trip this year. Yeah, yeah, I know. I had heard about that. Dolph Ziggler had said some shit, you know, but it didn't, yeah. didn't fucking happen, which was pissy. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind. He's all this fuck, though, so... I I'm I'm kinda glad though that Steiner wasn't in it. I'm not a big fan of Steiner, you know. <laughs> you know, um Steiner was always very like angry. God he was angry. Fucking words will do that to you, dude. Look at his fucking his muscles. Coincidentally, I got his uh, theme song coming up next here behind us, actually. <laughs> fucking siren and shit. You know, yeah, fucking <laughs> siren. <laughs> oh, you know, Scott Steiner. He was. He was oh, if you hear me. <laughs> oh, if you hear me. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> He had some good matches um, in WWE. Now, one match that a lot of people absolutely hate on really hard is the uh, 2003 WWE World Heavyweight Championship match between Scott Steiner and Triple H. <coughs> and um, I think it was it was kind of gimmicky and corny up until that point because, like, they were. Every week they were going up against each other and like flex offs and arm wrestling and you know stuff like that. You know, yeah. that's kind of corny. That's kind of gimmicky. But the match itself was actually pretty solid. I mean, there were a few ups and downs I wasn't very fond of, but it was a good match nonetheless. And people say it's people. A lot of people hate it. I don't know. Have you ever seen it? Two thousand three Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a solid match. 
Besides that part, whenever you you know see Scott Steiner wearing a thong, that was a little. Uh, yeah, that's something you never, never want to see a typo in Nate Younger's city fucking pull it out of town. What would you say? I said, yeah, that's something you don't want to see, like, where Nate Younger would always be pulling out of town. Oh, God, yeah, that's terrible. Those are, um, <laughs> two puppies I never want to have to see. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they give me nightmares. I don't know. It was. They get. That gives me nightmares. Ugh. <laughs> Fucking May That's Young boobies. Cool. Just seen something on Facebook. Kind of reminded me of what we were talking about earlier. I know we were talking about um. Uh, fucking Scott, not Scott Steiner, but uh, Brock Lesnar with the shooting star press being banned and all that. It, he's not the first big man to be off the top rope, though. I mean, Big Van Vader used to pull moonsaults off the top rope. Yeah. I mean, That's not a shooting star, dude. Yeah, but come on. Big Van Vader, the top rope, fucking moonsault. That guy was like 400 pounds. Yeah. I mean... You know, fuck, fuck Brock Lesnar and that. I mean, you know, fucking Big Ben Vader on the top rope. That's kind of serious. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that. No, I don't think. I, even you know, people are like, "Oh, wrestling's fake." I'm like, "Okay, how about you get up there, you lay down on the ground, you let Big Ben Vader moonsault on top of you? Let's see how fake this shit is today." You know, how about you let Rikishi fucking pull off a big splash off the top rope, and let's see how let's see how fake this shit is. You know what I mean? Fucking let Mae Young show you her boobies. That'll hurt worse than anything. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Fucking yeah, ugh, terrible. So. You know, speaking of, you know, we were talking about Scott Steiner possibly coming back. What classic wrestler that's not, like, mainstream popular would you like to see return to the ring if for just a short run? Maybe not a title run, but just a short run, you know, to just to see him back in the ring again. Taz. Taz? Taz, the fucking suplex machine, dude. Out of all the people you could have picked... Sabu, Rob Van Dam, uh, the insane. Rob Van Dam, he comes and goes, so it's not, uh, it hasn't been too long since I've seen him. Because, you gotta admit, dude, fucking Taz of the Thieves. Uh, he's okay. I mean, who would he even go up against? Who would they run a feud with? I mean, possibly Brock. Jack Swagger. Oh, fuck no. No, that's terrible. No, don't play with Jack Swagger. You know, you want to see him good matches. You don't want to... That's like, oh, let's put him with Cesaro. Ugh. Dude, Cesaro's a fucking... I don't care what you say. He's a beast. Cesaro's not a beast, bro. That's, he is someone that I think is being underutilized like hell right now. Cesaro is a fucking beast. No, bro. No, I'm sorry, to Cesaro sucks. I've watched some matches with Cesaro. It's it's terrible. It is terrible. His finishing maneuver is the big swing. Seriously? Seriously. 
He uses For the same. Sure. No, he does the neutralizer and shit too. Dude, his fucking flying uppercuts and shit. That dude's fucking crazy talented. Cesaro probably is probably like probably one of the strongest fucking uh, dudes in the fucking company right now. Dude, I'm telling you, Cesaro, it sucks and it's not worth the push. You want to push somebody, they need to be pushing Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose. Don't push Cesaro. That's like a jobber. Fucking use him for a jobber. Yeah, yeah I guess, uh, and no, uh, I completely, completely disagree with that last statement. <laughs> He's fucking way, way more talented than a fucking jobber. Yeah, I guess. He could be a manager, I guess, or something. No, <laughs> well, I guess they uh, put out a survey asking if, uh, if the fans think that AJ Styles should uh, get a title shot at some point. They think it like the response was crazy. And I put out there, I was like, he's fucking better be. I was like, you have the, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world on your roster, and you want to give him a title shot? I was like, that would be bad for business. I think if they do give him a title shot, I think they should data. They should uh, shut the fuck up, Jason. Sting is not a jobber. <sighs> <laughs> shut up. No, they it's should. Shut up the WWE. Yeah. 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 I know, but it's it's sad. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. I don't want that negativity in my life. <laughs> but no, um, I think that they should give AJ the U.S. strap for now. I wouldn't give him the Intercontinental. I don't think Dean, Dean needs to lose any, uh, any sort of fucking momentum. Give all that momentum. Give, let him keep that for now. But I would suggest giving the U.S. title to uh, to, to to AJ. Yeah. But um, I don't see Mac don't Attack see had something to say. Boys. Mac Attack had something to say about uh, the Cesaro thing. The Cesaro thing we were talking about. <laughs> he said uh, Cesaro has in-ring skill, but no connection to the fan, and has a problem with promos as well. Um, I have to agree, man. I'm sorry. Promos and stuff, um, yeah, I agree, but that's something you need to work on. I'm going to have to disagree with uh, the whole not connecting with the fans. Every time you see him come out, you have the fans with the Cesaro section. I fucking, I think he has a really good connection with the fans. They just haven't given him the push to that. Because what has he done to earn the push? Fucking won the Andre the Giant out of Royal. He's freaking... They haven't really given him the opportunity either to freaking show himself. When you're pairing him up with like goofballs like fucking uh, Tyson Kidd, freaking Tyson Kidd really isn't that good himself. Hey. And if you put him, hey. you fucking, Don't fuck with Tyson. <laughs> Tyson Kidd. I, I think Tyson Kidd is vastly underrated. Tyson Kidd <laughs> has a lot of potential that has not been even tapped to, to not even to the little bit. I mean, Tyson Kidd was a he was part of the Heart Foundation for fuck's sake. I mean, he he's from the dungeon. He's got potential. They just haven't used it. 
you know, I, I, it, this the biggest problem with WWE right now is they have all this great talent they're not fucking touching right now. I think now that um, now that the injuries are happening, that they're gonna start utilizing that more. Because freaking the last few weeks, freaking people going through without tables, people believing they can, they're they're reconnecting with the fans on that extreme level. And I think now that you have all these badass stars and stuff, that they can start freaking utilizing. <laughs> these people have pushed them a little bit more. I honestly think they need to bring the hardcore title back with that 24-7 rule. The 24-7 rule and the hardcore title should be... It should have never left. Taking that away was so idiotic, in my opinion. Yeah. Because I, I don't know why they decided to freaking ever get rid of it. They did because that alone can fill freaking airtime instead of I think every SmackDown or Raw should have at least one title match yeah because I, I, they need a TV title they need a hardcore title I mean they don't need it but it would really connect with the fans very well if they had Everyone, like it's the excitement of oh hey it's a fucking title match not just oh we have to wait until a pay-per-view and oh we already know so-and-so's not gonna get the title right now yeah I think there should be a title defense at least once every two weeks on Raw and not the WWE title and then they don't even have to lose it but I would still say they need a TV title or a hardcore title something kind of low key that the cable fans um, who can't watch the pay-per-views you don't have the money for it can have a title defense every so often once every two to three weeks you know that'd be good a good triple threat a good cage match you know I mean because there's people who don't have WWE Network there's people who can't afford to buy a pay-per-view from month to month and they would really like to see a title defense and never get to because it's always on the pay-per-view. It's always been like that for years. I know I had that same problem when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, Mac Attack had something to say. A lot of people need to be cut. Too big of a roster. I have to agree there. The, the roster is ginormous. It's absolutely insane. But the, see, the thing with the roster is it's so fucking huge they're not even touching half of it. Half these guys are sitting at well, home. Not necessarily, because you got shows like Superstars. Superstars are the best that. I didn't even know Superstars um, were still, still around. around. Yeah, they still do Superstars, but that's where, it, where you see a lot of these big cats that you don't see every week on Raw or SmackDown. They'll be on um, Superstars and shit. But I agree, they need to um, do, do away with a lot of these freaking these people if you Curtis Axel Keith Slater should have been fucking cut a long time ago maybe it's Sandow uh, Damien Sandow has potential he does have potential I don't see it man I, I think Sandow has you could say, say Sandow has potential yet sit there and shit talk to Cesaro what the hell is wrong with you because dude because Cesaro sucks dude <laughs> he does Cesaro <laughs> sucks ass you're telling me that fucking Mizzow is better 
Just fucking Cesaro. Not Mizdow. Not as Mizdow. Sandow. <laughs> Damien Sandow. Not even as Sandow. Dude, Sandow, he's a good wrestler. He just needs a little better of a gimmick. He needs a character, not everybody else's character. This is my nomination for this year's Hall of Famer. Who? Chris Masters. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> the Master Lock. Why <laughs> not? Hey. Fuck it, why don't we just bring back the guy who who broke the Master Lock? What is his name? Oh, big honking black guy. Well, he's the ECW champion. He went up against John or went up against um, Umaga at WrestleMania 24. Donald Trump hair. Match. Oh, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Yeah, fuck it. Let's bring him back as well. Dude, Bobby Lashley is uh, last guy he was some shit up on TNA. I, dude, I watched a few episodes with, with Bobby Lashley on TNA. We haven't really talked too much about TNA, but we can. Fuck it. Uh, I watched a few matches from him on TNA, and he sucks just as bad as he did in WWE. I never, I don't understand. I, I've never understood what Donald Trump and Vince McMahon seen in Bobby Lashley to use him as a headliner for WrestleMania. That really should have been somebody else. That really probably should have been Cena or Goldberg, or something. I think at the time they had higher hopes for him than what he was producing. He was that, he's that, it's the big bear book. He's a big, freaking, muscly, freaking, larger than life guy. He just freaking, he has, he wasn't really good on the mic either. He had the skill, but uh, just a, a there was a lot more time than with him. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, but there have been some wrestlers who were so good in the ring that um, the mic work didn't matter. You know, I don't mean it exactly. doesn't... Exactly. If that didn't work for Lashley, though. Yeah, that definitely didn't work for Lashley. It's unfortunate. I think, I think him and Chris Benoit had a really good feud there for a while, but that was really, really like the most besides the thing he had at WrestleMania, because that was really the gist of his career. He had that, he had that style as the ECW champion uh, there for a hot minute, but that, I wouldn't even consider that ECW championship legit. That was freaking that crappy retardation that they brought back for a few years. Which, which crappy retardation? Well, they brought ECW back freaking, uh, uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. God, yeah. That was... Like it was, it was we got CM Punk out of it that freaking, that worked out pretty good. But freaking, I remember watching the whole, like, almost the entire time it was on the WWE brought it back. And they tried way too hard to to make it something that they could never reproduce. You know, I I will say I didn't really get to see all the first show because it, I think I believe it was a pay per view. I think it was like December to Remember or some shit like that. The fir- very first ECW show. I think that was uh, ECW One Night Stand. Yeah, that should have been the way ECW on WWE. Stayed very raw, 
exactly. on set, you know, um, in places like sweaty fucking, you know, Philadelphia and all that. It should have stayed like that. McMahon should not have upgraded it, should not have brought it to the WWE standards. It should have stayed like that. That was the way we knew ECW, and that's the way we wanted to keep knowing ECW. Yeah. You know? It was cool getting to see Shabu Rack and Stan Man and fucking a lot of the ECW originals. RVD. They try to, like you said, they try to WWE brand it, and that's what fucking, that's what killed it. Yeah, because I, you know, I remember watching some of it on YouTube and stuff like that and I actually um, I went out and bought the Vengeance that came on the next month uh, with the <coughs> main event I think it was either Sabu versus John Cena or Rob Van Dam versus John Cena for the title and um, I know he lost it he did lose the title yeah he did yeah. I think it was to Rob Van Dam yeah yeah I, mean, I remember the people had fucking sizes and stuff that said if John Cena wins, that they were going to riot. Yeah, well, like, I mean, come on. Crazy, uh, ECW fans are fucking nuts, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a fellow chance of a very good shit. That shit, you know, if, if you've never seen that epic clip from Terry Funk and Mick Foley versus Public Enemy, I believe it was, it was Public Enemy, the, uh, the show was, you know, after this moment, dubbed the Knight of Chairs for this reason. I mean, they put they put them out of commission, and then all of a sudden, the fans just throw chairs into the ring to the point where Funk and Foley have to get out of the ring to avoid getting hit with the chairs from the fans that are trying to hit the public enemy. You know, it's it is it is a sight. I tell you, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you've never seen that, you need to think it. Get your ass on YouTube right now and yeah. fucking look that shit up. For real. It is it is probably one of the greatest ECW clips of their entire um, existence, I'd have to say. And that's not oh, taking yeah. anything away from them. They were a great organization and uh, they I think they were vastly underrated, but they couldn't really help it. They were smaller. They were going up against shows like Nitro and Monday Night Raw in the Attitude Era. Yeah. So, I mean... Exactly. That's like freaking TNA now if they could try to go up against uh, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> they could never fucking do it. Never. Exactly. You know, TNA is a shit fucking company now. It's it's absolutely terrible. I concur. And freaking uh, Dixie Carter went out on record recently saying that. Um, WWE is trying to steal their roster because uh, for years they always said that TNA was trying to steal WWE talent because whatever they would do, WWE did a lot of opening stuff on TNA. Like, it's funny how the tables are turning now. Because I think they did, AJ Styles hasn't been signed with TNA in a while. They did. If you guys want garbage, you want the Samoa Joe and shit like that. You know what? Fucking McMahon needs to just go ahead and buy him. Really? He really does. He can fucking at any moment. Because they've been up for fucking... Their contract with networks have been up so many times. They could have easily bought that shit. Just fucking... Just 
Jason says Happy needs to clown fuck Dixie. I should. I should. Hey, don't say I, stuff like I'm that, good. you know. You are off the market now. That is true, sir. Yeah. That's keep that keep that off the low. So hashtag hashtag that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What do you say? Clown fuck Dixie. Yeah, it's like some southern porno with clowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but you know, um, yeah, I think McMahon needs to just go ahead and buy TNA and be done with it. Honestly, I mean, it's just they had their run. I mean, and I know I want WWE to have competition, but I just don't think TNA is ever going to get there again. They had their time. They fucked it up not come back. But we still have hope in GFW. Now, have you heard very much on GFW? Yeah. You know, I mean, they've got a pretty good little roster. I believe Kurt Angle's over there as well now. Kevin Nash is working with them, training. Uh, Foley's doing the same thing. He's working with them, training a little bit. You heard about the Kurt Angle versus fucking Goldberg match going down? Oh, um, no, you know what? That's, let me look that up real quick. I might be able to find a little bit of information. Uh, this past week, uh, I had heard, at least I hope it's true, that uh, Goldberg and Kurt Angle were going to be facing their, facing each other in some Legends of Wrestling promotion up in Jersey. And seems Kurt Angle versus Goldberg. Let's see. I'm looking now. It's I think this is just clips. Oh wait, yeah, there was that. This has actually happened already. I didn't know this. I think I think it's like Kurt Angle. Matches already happened on SmackDown. I think years ago. I'm looking now. pick of the year. Oh, if this has actually happened, I'm gonna be like, you know, what the fuck. Oh, no, it's a video game. Never mind. No, I'm looking. I'm looking now. <clears throat> I don't see anything. If I find anything, you know, I'll let you know. But, um... I've seen a couple things about it on uh, Facebook, but it was like... Uh, <coughs> it was like, it was like, question, should this happen? Like, I, just, I remember you saying something to me about it, so I didn't know if it was like something about was legit going down or... What? I think it's legit going down. If I find the article again, I'll give it another read to make sure. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it is, but, you know, I'm not 100% sure. So, we'll see if I get anything on that. But, um, yeah, you know, that's somebody else. Goldberg needs to, he needs to get back into wrestling. We need Goldberg right now. Whether it's WWE, whether it's GFW, he needs to get back into the game, man. I mean, Goldberg was unstoppable. Yeah, who do you think right now would win? You know, let's Goldberg comes back tomorrow, and he, you know, a legitimate good match between the two: Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, WrestleMania, just a, a an all-out brawl. I mean, who do you think would win? I think honestly, before I would have chosen Goldberg, but now that. Lesnar's had as much training and stuff as he had. 
I think I would give it to freaking Lesnar. But what we were talking about earlier, I think Goldberg should be that person person to make it push Lesnar to that to that limit. Mac Attack says Lesnar as well. Jason, if you're still in the chat, we'd love to get your vote. Anybody else, of course, who's listening, we'd love to get your vote on the match. If uh, they were just fucked it up the first time, Goldberg should have freaking that should have been a way better match, and Goldberg coming out on top. Well, I still out of that match. I still think Goldberg should have won. I just think it should have been a better match. Yeah, but now. Now if it was freaking like a legit match with no freaking dumpsterians, no special referee or anything like that, just them freaking going at it, um, I think was good about on top. Well, Mac Attack says Lesnar, but if it's go if it's promoted correctly, it could be Goldberg. But probably most definitely Lesnar. <coughs> so He's going to be a Lesnar. Lesnar. Jason says he think it could possibly end in a draw, which is another good one. Um, another A draw could be very good between the two as well. That would be an interesting matchup. Can you imagine a draw between Lesnar and Goldberg? That would be, that would be crazy. I think that most of the fans might riot. <laughs> I mean, fucking A. Um... I have to say, I I pick Goldberg. I, I do. Um, reason being is because I think if Goldberg came back now to face Lesnar, no title on the line, no special referees, just an all-out, you know, one-on-one, just absolute fucking slobber knocker. Thank you, Jr. Uh, I yeah, I think that Goldberg would win. I mean. Lesnar has a lot of training. Lesnar now is what Goldberg was in his prime. But Goldberg, he's just, he's got, he's just always going to have this this monster, this beast, you know, what Lesnar's supposed to be and what is, what he is. You know, he, Goldberg always has had just this explosion of energy and, you know, I think Goldberg wins, but it's like a 20 or 30 match, 20 or 30 minute match. I think it's like F5 after F5, jackhammer after jackhammer, spear after spear, you know, even spears from, from Lesnar. I think I think it would be a match that no one else on that card that night could, could defeat. It could be the starting match. It could be the main event. Uh, <clears throat> and I mean, yeah, that is true. Mac Attack says Goldberg never knew how to wrestle. That's very true. Goldberg wasn't a wrestler. He was a street fighter, bouncer type guy. That's what he was. Um, and and Lesnar is a wrestler. He's an MMA wrestler. But I think that's even more... I mean, for me, that's even more reason for Goldberg to win. He's He's got all this power behind his hands. He's got all this this, this quickness behind him. What has he been doing all this time? He's been... He's been training. He, he's been trying to come back. You know, uh, from what I've read about Goldberg and a possible return is that he wants to come back, but Paul, a.k.a. Triple H, and McMahon have, you know, they have told him every time to wait longer, you know, all this for some story or something. <clears throat> and so he doesn't know when it's going to be. He has tried to come back on a few occasions. I honestly think, I think it could happen this year. Because... 
They need something for WrestleMania with this video. Nah, it's not. There's, there's not enough time. I mean, you've got Fastlane, and then it's WrestleMania, and I just there's not enough time to build a story for Goldberg. Mm-hmm. There's already like it's like almost confirmed that the Chiefs both would be making a period that. That's the way the authority Oh, no. Uh, no. No, 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 no. That's a bad idea. What, what would you think if just fucking a shock match if they put Goldberg versus Batista? I think that's a terrible fucking decision. Reason being is, number one, it's already happened. Okay? It happened fucking in 05, 06, 07, around there. And yeah. to do it again, fucking Batista sucks. I've I hate Batista. You know they tried oh, to. I agree. I agree. Yeah, they tried to turn him into like this. That's that's what WWE has been trying to get their hands on ever since Goldberg retired. Because when he came over to WWE, they 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 fucking whiffed the fucking run he had here and has been trying to come up with a character like Goldberg ever since. They've tried Batista. They've tried uh, fucking Gilberg. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Gilberg, that And then they came across a little, a, a very, you know, little known kid by the name of Brock Lesnar and they got that in Brock Lesnar. Batista was a, Batista was a failed experiment. And he was just, he's always been bad at wrestling. He can act, I guess, a little bit. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a good movie, and he was in it. Um, But Batista is not a wrestler, and for him to come back at all is a bad idea. Yeah. I don't know in what what capacity he's going to be used, but they are saying that he is going to be at WrestleMania 32. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. The bad idea. The games are freaking... They're hurting for a card right now, honestly, because a lot of big players are freaking injured right now. Yeah, but... Batista's just... I want to see... I want to see Becky Lynch versus Charlotte in a Divas Hardcore match. I want to see Becky Lynch versus Charlotte in bed. I completely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I want to see Becky Lynch freaking in a wrestling match on my freaking bedroom floor tonight. And the, and there we go. <laughs> a fucking spit-swallowing pillow match. You <laughs> <laughs> can make me tap any day. <laughs> John Cena versus the Big Show <laughs> in a spit-swallowing make-out match at Super Slam. I need to get it. Oh, I love that fucking... Um, the Mac attack said, I love that. <laughs> I want to see the women bleed. <laughs> Damn. The last women hardcore match that I think it was the first and only one that is so impressive if I'm wrong that the only one I know of was Trish Stratus versus uh, Victoria in 2002. 
You know, speaking of women's wrestling, when I was, you know, just kind of scavenging around WWE Network, I just want to talk about it was just, you know what, actually, we're going to save it, because I, I, I want to talk about this for a few minutes, and we're fixing to take another break, so it's been about an hour, so I'm going to throw up some rest, some, some of that little blues we have for the BSAs, and then we'll be back to talk a little bit more wrestle talk here, or real American wrestling here. On Exit 92 Radio with the Big Bad Boo Bear and Happy the Motherfucking Clown. Remember, check out his stuff on uh, fucking iHeartRadio. Uh, Facebook.com slash period. You have to add the period because I don't know why they fucking fucked up my URL when I said it. And if you don't have the period, it's going to take you to some other phone gas stream that you don't want to listen to because it's yeah. Shameless. That was so shameless, my friend. Look at Sean D. You pull it up. I'm doing the, the hurricane pose with the pot leaf shirt. Don't know who it is. The hurricane pose? Are you serious? God, we gotta talk about him when we get back a little bit, too. God, fucking the hurricane? Yeah, the hurricane. <laughs> oh, my God. That is... There's another Hall of Fame induction right there. Uh, I don't know. The hurricane. Here's some muddy waters in the Rolling Stones. The hurricane, though? Really? But why would you choose the hurricane for a whole thing induction? Why would I Wait 
Christian. This time of year, things have that real where it's supposed to be. I'm not gonna come here and get a little stuff a little drink with it. <laughs> Take your time, no rushes. Oh baby, please don't go. Oh baby, please don't go. Oh baby, please don't go down to New Orleans. Oh, I love you so. Before I be your dog, before I be your dog, before I be your dog, I get you way down here and I make you walk with love. Turn your lamp down low. Turn your lamp down low. Turn your lamp down low. I beg you all night long.
Welcome back to Real Mark and Wrestling with the Big Bad Boo Bear and Happy the Clown. Oh man! Now before we left, I had just brought up um, something I had seen on WCW. It was Starcade 1999, and Medusa, aka Alondra Blaze from uh, WWE, had just. Shown, shown up to do a match for the United States title. Yeah, the United States title. And she was facing a guy, and I was just, I was wondering about the 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 ethic, the ethics of that. I mean, you think that's okay? You think that's wrong? I mean, I know we we're just talking about China having some matches with Chris Jericho, but eh. I think I think more so now it would be more frowned upon. But back then, if uh, 
if a chick was able to stand up to a guy that was freaking that was an impressive thing then it just showed she wasn't this little submissive like oh, like the other divas but I think the fans enjoyed that a little more I think now that would be like way more frowned upon just because everyone's all like fucking PC and shit oh, I don't know I it was it was it was it was definitely different. That's for sure. I mean, I was uh, I was very blown away because you know it was it was it was an okay match. I'm not a big fan of divas wrestling. It's not a sexist thing. It's just uh, they get a little boring. I mean, honestly, I know you're. Oh really? Oh really? Long time. I was um, I was in that boat. You go back and listen to some of my old WWE talks. Whenever I was uh, like be doing the Raw or SmackDown freaking uh, coverage, it would be a Divas match. I'm like, and the sleeper match or freaking the match I went and got something to drink on. Freaking for a long time, it's been the Divas division hasn't hasn't been anything. But I think more recently, with uh, it's exactly what they're calling it, the Divas Revolution. I think that. Divas wrestling is going to be something that is more more approved of and more respected because you got uh, you got divas like freaking Paige and Becky Lynch and fucking uh, as much as she's a fucking twat Charlotte and uh, Sasha Banks, this girl Bailey over on NXT, freaking they're fucking doing doing matches that fucking envy what the Divas division was fucking in the Attitude Era. See, now, but do you think it'll ever get out of that stigmatism, the same stigmatism that I have with Divas wrestling? Do you think it'll ever get out of that? I, I believe so, honestly. Uh, like I said, uh, go watch that NXT freaking TakeOver Brooklyn and the um, NXT TakeOver after that. Becky Lynch, or not Becky Lynch, sorry, Bailey and Sasha Banks were the first two divas ever in WWE history. And I think um, in any wrestling circuit, to be the main event of a fucking big match card like that, like for divas to be able to pull off a main event and fucking completely tear the house down, that fucking speaks volumes, dude. Uh, that's true. That does speak volumes. I mean, you know, all bullshit aside, it does speak volumes for the division and for. Like, especially as good as NXT, they could have easily had a Finn Balor or fucking or some other big match as the main event, but a fucking Divas match was the main event, and it was fucking so well put together like fucking those two together fucking <laughs> magic in the ring dude that's not something you hear me talk a lot about in, in, when it comes to women's wrestling but lately my fucking my view of the women's division is like fucking done a 360 because freaking what they're doing is is speaking fucking massive. Hmm. Uh, uh, maybe. 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 It's a possibility. 
We'll just have to see. I think we're gonna have to give it some more time. We'll just have to see. <coughs> exactly, it's freaking. Rome wasn't built in a day, man, but uh, they're taking. They're, I think they're taking the necessary strides to begin uh, to change the world's view of women's wrestling. Hold on, hold on, just one second. Oh, you keep talking. You need to sell this guy's sexy ass. Oh, man. Um, wait, you know, earlier whenever you were talking about Charlotte, uh, you called her a twat. I thought you were a big fan of Charlotte. I mean, she, she has, uh, she's a very talented in the ring. I just, the whole gimmick they're giving her, I get it. She's trying to freaking, um, her dad was the dirtiest player in the game and stuff. I just think they're trying to make her too much of her father instead of building her own character. And I think that'll be her biggest downfall is she's always going to have to be in Ric Flair's shadow. And um, I think if they're playing too much into that now, and it's going to be hard for her to become something other than the dirtiest player in the game, Junior. Uh, yeah, that that's going to be a problem. I mean, but that's that's a problem because um, that's a problem because her dad is Ric, Ric Flair. I mean, she can't help that, you know. I mean, fuck, she looks almost just like him except with boobs. I mean, it's pretty much the only difference. <laughs> I mean, but, but you know. Um, that's not it's not her fault. I mean, she was just born that way. I mean, she's Ric Flair's daughter. And so it's, it's going to always be hard for her to get out of that light. Because Ric Flair, you know, however much of a joke he got turned into later on, he was a good wrestler. He was good with the fans. He had great stage and mic presence. And she's just, she's going to have to fight probably her entire life to get out of that shadow. You know? Exactly. Um... But why, why build your freaking first big title run off of that? You want to be able to break out of that shadow, don't freaking uh, embrace it so much. You can try to try to uh, make your character something fucking unique. Yeah, I think in NXT she had that. Um, everyone knew who she was and stuff, but she didn't have him have them at ringside every match freaking helping her out and stuff like that freaking um she was she was developing herself for and I understand that's probably a lot to do with like the creative writing team and stuff like that um especially with her feuding with Becky Lynch and stuff what better way to to have Link in your corner but I think that's gonna really hinder hinder her later on in, the, in her career if it's if they keep her on this path. Yeah. We're experiencing a little bit of... We're having some technical issues at the moment. I'm trying to sort out. You keep talking uh, a little bit about that. A little bit of problems with the encoder. It's kind of glitching a little bit. You, you, just, you keep talking, you know what I mean? Alright, so yeah. Um, I just... Like I said, I think they're trying to make her something other than I respect her in-ring ability and still think they're utilizing her 
as well as they could on the main roster right now. Uh, you know, but what about the other Divas? I mean, what's going on with the Bellas right now? Are they still fighting for the title? Or um, are they out of... Con- I know you said actually, Nikki is out. Nikki just had freaking neck surgery today. Freaking... Um, it could possibly occur in the injuries to freaking... That's so bad for Brie Bella because now her sister is freaking out with a neck injury. Her husband just freaking had his career ended by a neck injury. Yeah. Uh, God, it's fucking. I don't know. I don't know what Brie Bella's doing. I know we probably won't be seeing Nikki for a, for a good while. But um, Nikki Bella had a good run. She was uh, technically the longest Jewish champion ever. Um, but I think uh, being married to John Cena had a big thing to do with that. As well as, <laughs> yeah, just this match. Uh, as well as uh, because. The whole shit that went down with CM Punk. AJ Lee is married to CM Punk, so she was the longest reigning champion at that point. So, what better way to fully bury CM Punk and freaking erase him than to freaking bury his wife shit as well? That's true. That's true. Very true. Hold on. We're still a little bit of a problem with the encoder. Give me a few minutes. I'm going to throw on this Outsiders track so we've got it just playing. Sorry about this, folks. Give me give me one, uh, one second, all right? And here is the track. Just have that playing for you. We'll be right back.
yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You guys come over to my show and you pull a plug on me. I thought it'd be, uh, you know, a good idea to be pulling a plug on you. That's right. The Mac Attack Show is here. This is Dino Mac. And this ain't no invasion, but we can we can make it an invasion. Um, just want to tell you guys that I really, really think your wrestling knowledge is full of shit. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? Get the hell out of there with that shit. I tell you what. I tell you what, guys. I tell you what. When a Mac Attack shows up February 6th, we're going to show you what real wrestling knowledge is. But then again, we're also going to talk about some shit that don't matter, too. So, uh, <laughs> so you guys are, are Exit 92 Radio for Life. This is Dio Mac. And I got two words for you. I'll be back. Well, that's Saver card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. Does that include dinner at that new French place? Yep, 4% cash back there. How about bowling with my friends? Yeah, 4% cash back on that too. Nice. And that'll be a rewarding weekend. Because with the Capital One Saver card, you earn 4% on dining and entertainment. So when you go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Next stop, Graham Street. And Brian in the khaki shorts. Your GNL energy bill went up 60% this month. Seems like you'd want to know. Stand clear of the closing doors. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like increases to a recurring bill, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply. 